0: Welcome to the Post Traumatic Faith Podcast with your host, Jill Riley. On this podcast, Jill shares stories of living a life of faith and mental illness. Jill is a popular speaker, pastor, and author who speaks from her experience living with complex PTSD, a major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder, and a dissociative disorder. And now, here's your host. Hi, thanks for joining Post Traumatic Faith. This is our 20th episode. Now, I know this may not seem like a lot in the podcast world, but in my world, this seems like a milestone, and I'm just so thrilled that you have walked this journey with me. This podcast is devoted to the topics of mental illness and faith, and I'm thrilled to have you with us today. Today's episode is called Hope. When I first started this journey of blogging and podcasting and sharing my story online a friend said to me people will want to know that there is hope include a story of hope or a sense of hope in every every publication that you do Uh, they said they will want to find something to encourage them I floated this blog and podcast to several close friends and trusted colleagues before I published it. And my thought to the request for hope in every episode is that, yeah, don't we all? Don't we all want hope at the end of every journey? well that isn't quite the way that a life of mental illness works there are glimmers of hope there are little spots where we see some hope shining through but every story doesn't end with hope I was recalling a conversation with another parent whose child had been diagnosed with cancer. My two and a half year old was diagnosed with leukemia when she was, when she was a toddler. And it was just a terrifying time. I, at that time, didn't know if chemo was a pill, if it was a light ray, if it was uh, some kind of a intravenous treatment. I had no idea what the cancer world was about, and I didn't certainly know what treatment would include. But this parent that I was talking to had just embarked on this journey and he said, I have read everything I can find about childhood cancer and I just keep reading because I hope at the bottom of every page it will say he is going to live. As a parent of a childhood cancer survivor myself, I totally understood and that understanding applies to my current life. I too want to see proof of life at the bottom of every page. I go to bed hoping that tomorrow will look brighter and my illness less severe and my coping more effective. I want to see hope at the bottom of every page. But that isn't the way the world works. However, in the midst of trials and in the midst of struggles that all of us have, We all want to see that. And so how do we find hope in the midst of tragedy? For me, I found hope in my daughter's spirit. I found hope in her sibling's joy in the midst of some really challenging times. I found hope through friends that were willing to love us and clean our house and do our laundry. I found hope in a church that was willing to not only pray, pray for us, but put their faith into action and show up and love us in ways that we couldn't even articulate such as cleaning our house and doing the dishes and washing our cars and things like that. Hope is a funny thing because we don't ever know exactly where it's going to show up, but if we aren't ever looking for it, it's hard for us to see it. And that may seem like an oxymoron, but I think if we look at each day with some sense of anticipation that there's something bright and beautiful, something lovely in every day, then we live a truly hopeless existence, which leads us into the pit of despair and despondency. I've spent months, years waiting for the page to turn in my life waiting for the black and white of the yellow brick road to turn into technicolor. You remember that spot in the Wizard of Oz where all of a sudden it's black and white and then it turns into this wonderful pictures of color. And I feel like that's the waiting of hope in the situation of depression. I... I have hoped that the potential of hope would give me traction when my emotions are more like slick tires on ice and that pull me out into the quicksand of depression. But here's the conundrum of it all. People who are dealing with deep, dark depression, suicidal depression, are just not able to see the opportunity or see the potential that someday their life could turn into some technicolor. Maybe not for the rest of their lives, but maybe for a moment. I've been reading so many things lately on suicide and on suicide of young people and it, it just arrests my soul. It makes me so sad to think that that teenagers don't see any hope beyond the day that they are on. I remember someone telling me when I was growing up that to don't tell ever tell teenagers that these are the best years of their life tell them that the best years of their life are to come. And I think that that is not only good advice, but it's essential advice when we're dealing with teenagers, is to let them know that today is bad, tomorrow may be worse, but that there are days ahead where there is technicolor, where there is, is color and life and joy and laughter in their world. There are several lies that exist at the bottom of that pit of depression and it's this thing will never change. Everybody will be better off without me and I am going to live like this forever. These lies are the the feeders, they are the feeders to that tumor of deep, deep depression and it puts us in a place where we are completely and totally hopeless. But if we can help one another and watch out for one another, watch out for humankind and help them to understand that today is temporary and tomorrow is temporary too, but there are so many days in the future that could have some color to them. So yes, I look at the bottom of every page that I read about, about complex PTSD, about depression, about life with mental illness, and I want it to say, you know, when you turn 47, which is this year, when you turn 47, that things will automatically get better. Or when you turn 50, things will feel better and you'll feel more hopeful and you'll feel more alive. But it doesn't ever say that. But my Bible says that. It says that we can have hope and that we can have peace in the midst of the struggles. One of the things that I have picked up from Jesuit Catholicism, uh, having studied at a Jesuit school, is that sense that the Jesuits have an understanding of God, not that He causes everything and not that He initiates every bad and good thing in our life, but that He walks with us Through the valleys and that he walks with us through the high points in our life. And I understand that kind of God. I understand the God that walks with me because truly that has been the God that has been most present in my life. So if we can get give a sense of witness that God with us, to another person as they carry out their journey, in whatever ways possible, whether it be as tangible as my friends cleaning my house, doing my laundry, helping with the kids, or as simple as giving words of encouragement and words that foreshadow days of hope ahead, then we are all better off for it. So I encourage you today to be one who lives with hope and one who gives hope, even when it is not necessarily obvious to the naked eye. So let's make that our goal this week. Give hope to others. Give hope for a future that is better than today. Thank you for joining me today. Let you and I work together to break down the stigmas around mental illness in our faith communities. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Post Traumatic Faith Podcast with Jill Riley. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can follow Jill on social media. On Facebook, Facebook.com/slash JillRiley.author. On Instagram at JillRiley.author, or on Twitter at Jill Riley You can reach Jill via email, Jill at JillRiley.org. Thanks for listening.